Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Private Militaries at War. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Monday, February 27th in the year 2022. It is yet another week in the drama of humanity awakening and the old guard collapsing. And this ongoing saga is only going to get more crazy as we go along. The pressures that people are feeling right now are phenomenal, and if they're not tied truly in an anchor of faith, as they watch everything they believed in and worshipped in start to unravel. One of the biggest challenges we face overall, a broad spectrum on the culture, is also witnessing the military being systematically dismantled. And this is yet another hard thing to witness as so much of what we've trusted in this time, we find no longer is valid. But just before we begin tonight, make sure that you're doing everything you can to ensure your safety with food. This is a war that we're in. It's no joke. And this war on food is something that's very prevalent, and it's they're trying to squeeze everybody. If you're not gardening, planting, or stocking up on things, get busy. So, one of the things to help, everybody should have about a 90-day supply of food that they can have immediately that will last indefinitely on the shelves. One of those great suppliers is My Patriot Supply. Patriots, do you feel like the world is being held together with duct tape and bailing wire? It sure seems like it. Every day, we're thrown new distractions by the fake news to pull us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt global military conflicts, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. In times like these, you can trust My Patriot Supply. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with tasty, and I mean tasty, meals with over 2,000 calories per day. And right now, you'll automatically get $200 in free survival gear with each kit you order. These products will save the day when crisis comes, and it's coming soon. Self-reliance is our only option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything is in stock and ready to go, with free shipping too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next disaster strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com. Patriots, as I have said, food security is the foundation for personal sovereignty. Check it out today. So, you know, Patriots, I think I may have found a replacement for coffee. I'm in the middle of doing a pretty extensive fast, and I I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how much you've drank something like this, but I put together this drink today. It's pretty crazy, and it's it, it just rocks you, and it's good for you. So try this one if you want to get your fires lit. You need to mix up like eight Myers lemons, the juice of eight Myers lemons, a three-inch piece of fresh ginger, three- to four-inch piece of fresh turmeric, some chaga powder, two garlic cloves, a teaspoon of cayenne or two teaspoons of cayenne powder, 
and about a cup to cup and a half of apple cider vinegar. Blend all that and then mix it one four to one, one part of that mix with one with four parts of water. And you can sip on that all day long, and it will just make you just light you up in so many ways. <laughs> Cleaning out too, just so you know. Just be ready. The consequences are real. That's all I'm going to say. So <laughs> I'm getting all sorts of comments in chat on that one. It's it's delish. Trust me. You'll want to dribble it over your salad when you're all done. That'll be just wonderful. So, well, Patriots, we're really witnessing some crazy stuff, as we honestly and obviously know. But what we're one of the greatest concerns we have right now overall is how we're going to make it through a transition when so much is corrupted. When we look right now at across the board, we're a society, a high-tech and modern society that is highly dependent on the system. I don't know where you sit. I don't know where you sit personally. I mean, I know where I sit, and I increasingly every day I try to find ways to get myself a little more resilient in this system. Everything from trying to protect our infrastructure in our homes, like putting in EMP protection systems or making sure that our garden supplies are all hand tools, not power tools, trying to get some sort of alternative communication set up. These are just basic prep stuff, right? And what I'm even discovering now, which is interesting in listening to some of the preppers, Many of them are starting to come to the realization that even their preps are vulnerable because they put too much reliance on modern equipment. And there's truth to that. We have to, get, we have to think in terms of adaptability and resilience right now because much is happening. And the idea that the people of this world are highly dependent on a centralized system, even though it doesn't look that way, it is. Power grids are vulnerable, water systems are vulnerable, food systems are vulnerable, and those are basically your three pillars of life. You can build a house out of straw bales, but you need those other things to really sustain yourself. So with all that known, we're witnessing as well a corruption level across this globe that is unprecedented, and it never stops. Janet Yellen made a surprise visit today to Ukraine to promise the hand puppet Zelensky about $1.2 billion more in aid. Whatever Ukraine represents, whatever it actually is, it is actually a, it's a quagmire of money where they're siphoning things through. And as apparently has been stated by one of the younger Rothschilds, this came out, I cannot, I can't say this is absolutely what they said because it's a post that says he said it, but it would fit into the scenario is that if Ukraine falls, the Western alliance of global, I guess I guess I should say global one world order alliance will fall with it. I think that's likely. And in that void, the question is what is going to take its place? Our military has been deeply corrupted. It's been corrupted by injections. It's been corrupted by woke policies. And to add insult to injury, the latest command sergeant major, which is the Special Operations Command, Senior Enlisted Special Operations Command for Korea, SOC Corps, is Joanne Nauman. Joanne Nauman. I'm just curious how she's going to lead this. Okay? She's not gone, she doesn't have any of the experience in, in, in special operations. She has not met the previous criteria for this. 
She's never served in any special operations command unit to include special forces group, ranger regiment, civil affairs, psyops, SWIC, or any other USASOC subordinate command. And yet they put her in command. Our special operations force, thanks to the injection, has been compromised by 20%. In combat, that means that they are no longer at peak combat effectiveness and are approaching combat ineffectiveness with 20% loss. That's the same loss that we are facing in our standing, in our um, aviation wing and our general officer class. I'm painting this picture because I think it's pretty important that we understand that if you're looking towards the military in the classic Q sense, in the end, the military is the only way. I've got some bad news. They're not capable. Between the policies, the corrupted command, and between the injection, they've been highly compromised. And yet, we continue to see wars waged, and yet we continue to have anomalies that we just can't account for. We have a laundry list of A-list celebrities that are no longer in the public eye. We have a disappearance of Nancy Pelosi, who was one of the loudest mouth politicians for years, and suddenly she prematurely resigns, or I should say early, sends in for early retirement before she was even up, her term was up, and then quietly disappeared off the set. And she's no longer around, neither is her husband, Mr. Get beaten by a hammer after you do some bad things in the bedroom with your boyfriend. So we're seeing this constant disappearance of people, people being pulled off the stage. And it's a question we all should be asking is what's really going on? Because no one's informing us. And I've said this all along. This is a fight between elites. It's a war between elites, and we don't have a seat at the table. When we look over at Ukraine and we see what Russia's doing, the thing that keeps popping up constantly, if you haven't seen this, pay attention to them. The videos are surfacing of how much of the Ukraine war that we're being shown on from the Zelensky Ukraine CIA stage side is a Hollywood production. And it's over and over to try to get people drawn into the emotions. And there's still plenty of Americans that have decided that they want to stand with Ukraine, stand away. A matter of fact, if you really want to stand with Ukraine, go volunteer to go there because we don't need you here. And there's a lot of people that buy into this. You're still seeing this Ukraine flag garbage floating around. Most of that's just a more psyop. Russia, on the other hand, has been waging a war, but being very strategic about it. We see little footage of them. I'm always puzzled because when I look deeply at this footage at that they show, like on their MOD site that they have, which is military, uh, which is their military department, their their guns are not well maintained, meaning their their big guns, artillery and so forth, always rust on them. Their, their vehicles are running around with smoke blowing out of them, which is suggesting older engines, things worn down. So a lot of issues at play here, and yet by the numbers and what Western leaders are finally quietly admitting because they can't hide it anymore, Ukraine's soon to be done. And, of course, our media narrative is that Ukraine is going to beat Russia. That's a lie. But there's something else going on there that we're not paying enough attention to, and this is what I want to draw your attention to tonight. 
It begins with the Wagner Group. If you're not familiar with the Wagner Group, you should know that the State Department just established that they are a domestic, or not a domestic, but they are a terrorist organization. Now, what is the Wagner Group? Also known as PMC Wagner. Wagner is a private military company. And they're said by many to be a Russian paramilitary organization, though by all the research I've done, they're not Russian. They're not a Russian anything. They're run and funded by possibly a former Russian GRU, a.k.a. KGB, prior to that, agent that interestingly used to be, he was a, I think the term was used obsessive, but I may be better to say specialist in neo-Nazi affairs. The Wagner Group has been very present on the ground, very visible And I spent a lot of time over the last few days digging into the Wagner Group and their operations. There's no, nobody has any knowledge of who funds them. At least not that I can find. And I've talked to some, a number of people and no one really knows where their money comes from. So it's sounding increasingly like some pretty high level oligarchs that are running out of this. But they're running alongside of the Russian military. They've been doing this for some time. They're a mix of various nations. They have people from Iran. They have people from throughout the the region, Syria. Anywhere Russia has a relationship, there's members in the Wagner Group that join. It is a paramilitary mercenary group. And when you study them, it's important to comprehend that, I mean, you look at these videos, and if you see these videos, pay attention to how men operate. So this is just a little less quick sidebar lesson in looking at what you see. When you... There's different ways of analyzing a video. What I tend to analyze a video, what I'm looking for are the way people walk, their mannerisms. I want to see their confidence. I want to see how accustomed they are to wearing their their kit, which is their body armor and their, their, their weapons, how they carry their ammo and weapons. I want to see how adaptive that's been made for them specifically, how easy they adjust from say, riding in a truck to stepping out on the ground. These guys are all been living in the state of war forever. They, they drive right on the back of pickup trucks across rough terrain like it's no big deal. That's like a tightrope walker. I've done it. I spent about 1,200 miles in Afghanistan riding either on a running board, standing on a running board, or sitting on the trunk of a tr- tail of a, of a Ford Ranger, and we went everywhere. And these guys all ride those type of vehicles around. And they're quick to fight, and they're they're very much like a Viking-esque mentality when you watch them. They're, they enjoy the fight. So they're very much in the fight. This is a private military group. And they're a critical part of Russia's victory that's going to come or has already come in Ukraine. But what that leads you to is to start asking about what are private militaries, how big are they? And they're big. Because what has happened over the last... 20 years or so, is that as the wars have grown across the nation, or across the world, particularly with the U.S., it's, one, not possible to run a conflict with the standing military. It's also publicly not popular, either Russia or here. Standing militaries are seen more as a service towards a threat directly to the nation. But so many of the wars that have been waged over the last few years have been proxy wars just like we're fighting a proxy war against Russia. And Russia, in turn, is fighting against us. 
by via proxy. But when you have things like going into a lot of the fighting in Iraq or the fighting in Africa or they're fighting in Central Asia, and then you have things like diplomatic security, these are all things that have to be handled by private system, private security. And there's certain standards that have to be met the higher up you go for the quality and, and of the individual that's going to be doing the security. And so the increasingly private contractors became a central part of this fight, of fighting a war that was previously done by uniformed or people that were hired like police officers. It's been done by private contractors. So let's go over a couple of the big players in this game. One you should all know, this no longer goes by this name, but it's, it started out being Blackwater. It was an American private military company that was founded in December 26 of 1996 by former Navy SEAL Eric Prince. So what happens is they end up with this incident, incident in Iraq, and this is around... 2007, 2008. And there's some some civilians killed. There's also some Blackwater guys that end up getting hung and burned to death. So from what I can put together, the CIA basically burned them. They were What Blackwater was doing was CIA black ops. They were a provider for a lot of the high-level CIA operatives known as Ground Branch. And Ground Branch would funnel, that's their, the CIA's version of special operations, the Ground Branch would funnel through Blackwater. And somewhere in there, Blackwater got burned by the CIA, and four of the guys were tried, one given life sentence, three given 30-year sentence for their operations in Iraq, saying that they were ruthless and they killed civilians. I will tell you that predominantly what that was was a political hit against Eric Prince. So Eric Prince moved his operations to Dubai and with that renamed the company at that time ZXE. And it has since been renamed, and then after that it was renamed Academy and then now it's it's called Constellus. When we these companies are massive and they can fight full wars and they fight an unconventional war. They're very good at it. Most of the guys at the higher level of Blackwater were former special operations guys. People at the lower level were just regular people that were in the military and they've had various services and they do everything from training, they do mine removal, they do diplomatic security and so forth. But I need to draw your attention to some early Q stuff. And it's very important to understand this because what I just said here a minute ago is that when you provide diplomatic security, there's only certain companies that are used for diplomatic security. One was Blackwater. The other was Triple Canopy. Triple Canopy was another private contracting group. An American contracting group started by former special forces guys. And out of the, the mess of Iraq, when 
Blackwater got such a black eye, Triple Canopy came into play and started bringing over Special Forces Rangers and Delta guys almost exclusively. And they became one of the most prevalent and, and lethal private military contracting groups in the world. Now, Triple Canopy was eventually, well, it began with Triple Canopy and Academy, which was, that was Blackwater's other name, started to work together. And basically, Blackwater through Academy, the prior Blackwater under its new name Academy, was feeding people into Triple Canopy to try to rebrand itself. What they ended up doing is Academy and Triple Canopy merged, and they became what is known now as Constellus which just interestingly has the same logo as Space Force, just so I say it. There's a lot of things here that I'm bringing your attention to that you're gonna, I'm not going to answer all the questions, but I am going to point to some really interesting anomalies that are worth looking at and digging on because no one's paying attention to the private armies, and they're important because this is the only way a war is fought. So why do I bring all this up? Putin is fighting a war in Ukraine. And one of his lead elements over there is Wagner Group. We have, Wagner Group has now been flagged, like I said, as a international terrorist group. And yet nothing is said about Constellus. But there's another one we're going to talk about in just a second. Now, when you look at some of these pictures from Q early on, and you see the pictures of John McCain in Syria meeting with some of the rebels, or you see some of the pictures of people over in China, I can assure you that many of these pictures were taken by people that would likely be in Blackwater, or as we would call it today, Constellus. Now, the problem, what the media has done very effectively is they've given a black eye to Blackwater, anybody working in a private military contractor, Constellus. But what I'm going to tell you is, while these guys may do this for a living, you have some of the hardest core patriots within the ranks of these people. They are also, interestingly, many of these guys associated directly or indirectly were doing security for people like Bill Gates and others. Now, let's jump to the third company I want to touch on tonight. It's called Defion International. And they're based in Lima, Peru. They had had a working relationship with Triple Canopy and the U.S. State Department during the Iraq War. But the thing is, Defion International was hiring people from second and third world countries and paying them just dirt wages. So they were undercutting Triple Canopy and they were undercutting Blackwater. And they have a close tie with NATO, otherwise known as the Nazi Atlantic Treaty Organization. Now, slowly, this picture will start to evolve to where I think we're starting to get a glimpse of what may actually be going on. Again, I'm going to start stepping into some theoretical stuff here and just or some hypothetical stuff here in a minute. It is interesting to note that how many fighting age males we have coming across our southern border, and no one is trying to find out 
who they're coming from, who's backing them. And as you dig into this, all roads lead to Lima, Peru. And Lima, Peru has a hard connection with the CCP because of their organized group with Shining Path. And the connection to the Department of State for the U.S. means that the U.S. Department of State is a CIA front organization anymore since Obama especially. Now let's throw in a couple other pieces into this pot that I get make this thing even more interesting. Under President Trump, Nancy Davos, Davos was a head of the education department. She was Eric Prince's sister. Yeah, that same Eric Prince that now runs Constellus that founded Blackwater. And Trump was close friends with Blackwater, with CEO Eric Prince. And what we're witnessing here is a complete annihilation of Western armies. Putin's war in Ukraine is drawing down the resources of the Western of the European forces of NATO to such a degree that from a latest report from coming out of a French officer, he claims that France only has 50 tanks operable and can only sustain a war against Russia for two days now that everything else has been so deeply pulled apart and drained down to this. And we're facing an influx of fighting age males that are coming across our southern border, which talking to Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, they have already identified three of the locations in the United States that many of these fighting age males are being housed and they're being protected by somebody like FEMA. All of this, you have to start putting these pieces together to realize that in the modern warfare, in fifth-generation warfare, which I've talked about so much, nothing is as it was. The first wave of fifth-generation warfare is always about the war of the mind, but it's using the public-private partnership. Get those words again because it's so important to realize that any pendulum swings both ways. The public-private partnership. So I'm going to ask just a broad question for you to think about as we move farther into this. How do you save a nation that's already lost? How do you save a nation that has become deeply embedded in the propaganda narrative of hate Russia, 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 Russia? A nation that has accepted pedophiles as its leaders? A nation that sits torn and almost paralyzed by not knowing what to do when school teachers and and School board members are willfully putting in porn, gay porn, in for children to read and to absorb, teaching CRT, queer theory, and whatever else garbage they feed in them, dividing and destroying the family, stealing the children through by taking them away through a process of getting them to change genders, self-identify as a dog, a cat, whatever else. This is a nation that's broken and lost. And the one thing is that there's a small group of people, which we'll effectively call the remnant, which has been dedicated to try to waking people up, reestablishing the basis of our faith, and so forth. But every part of this war is also going to require some sort of boots on the ground. And we're witnessing a hemorrhage of fighting age males coming across the border 
and we're noting innumerable anomalies of where they, that the elites are somehow just not present. And there's an obvious void of massive leadership. And what has become evident with East Palestine is that President Trump sways more power than Biden does somehow. We don't know the architecture or the structure of this. And it's not just politics. At the same time, we're seeing the destruction internally by this administration and its people to constantly destroy and degrade the effectiveness of our most elite forces. So that leads you to a couple of things. You could find yourself in a state of hyperventilated panic and say, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. The Russians are coming. The Chinese are going to be here next week. Unfortunately, that prediction was made almost a year ago that the Chinese, it was all over patriots, not from by, not by me, but I'll tell you, it was made. And it made a lot of traction across the web as proclamations were being made left and right that the Chinese were coming across in container ships. They were already here. They were on the ground. It's going to be the end. It's in the end. The Chinese are here. It never happened. A lot of things haven't happened, but a lot of this constant pressure to destroy the deep state has. So now we're going to get into some just some conceptual things for you to think about. If you were going to have to take back this country, knowing that every single institution was corrupted, how would you do it? You couldn't do it through the government. You'd have to do it through private armies. Armies that had impressive capabilities. Armies that had capabilities that were equivalent to a main military force. They'd have to have things like the ability to provide personal security, to be able to protect infrastructure. They'd have to be able to have soldiers that were willing to fight on a regular battlefield. They'd have to be able to protect things like nuclear facilities. They'd have to be able to do surveillance and intelligence. They'd have to create command centers and be able to run those. They'd have to provide event security. That's funny. Constellus does all that. And here's what's even more interesting. As a former Navy SEAL, all roads then lead to Benghazi and other things. So we have to start to ask some serious questions of how is this war actually being run? And so here's my kind of snapshot of what I think we're witnessing right now. The government is waging a war primarily using its leverage of threat and coercion, which it does very, very well through its media forces and through its various agencies that like to leverage threat, like the FBI and the IRS. It's also seeing its money drying up pretty quickly. That's just happening by virtue of $34-plus trillion in debt. Russia's waging its war with its military, but its military, though its special operations are probably in good standing because they didn't get slaughtered by the Vax, they're still leaning hard on the Wagner group to continue to wage that war. 
There's no talk of, of Blackwater, Constellus, any other form of any of this. And there's no talk of any of the other companies like Defion Internationale. And yet Defion Internationale has a close tie with NATO. And we do have a ton of fighting age males pouring across this border, which just happened to fit the exact profile of those that Defion Internationale funds and hires. So I believe that we are witnessing a global fight of elites that are using private militaries to overthrow the darkest of the dark and to reestablish a power structure that is more regional and more native to nations. And so when we talk about the military is the only way, it's important to pluralize what that meaning is because that includes veterans. That includes private military contractors. Think about people. The one, one defining issue of a private military contractor is it's not just the skills that are being hired. It's the absolute secrecy that's being demanded for that hiring. There's, their secrecy is far better than even in the military. And so as we watch this thing unfold, what we're starting to understand, I believe, is that we're starting to be a culmination point that's literally going to be probably a, a war on our own soil in various forms. There's attempts to, to the tug-of-war of our military, and our military will be under certain measures of control of the state and bad command. And hopefully I, this won't spill over to be something too crazy. I tend to think it won't be. Because at the end of the day, the longer that this information war has been waged and the more that we bring forward the truth, the less likely people are to follow illegal orders. But you do have to create an ability to eliminate certain threats that are running this nation in order to restore it. And it can't happen through military channels. People want to believe it can, but there's really no mechanism in our current state of affairs to allow that ease to happen. Uh, the only exception of that is what's called Title 50 orders. And Title 50 would be the only way you could bypass Posse Comitatus and allow a military uniform personnel to operate on the ground, including intelligence gathering. However, if you are a private security firm, you can do intelligence collection. You don't call it that call it something else, but you can get, you can gather information on other Americans and that's allowable. All the roads here are leading to the fact that we're witnessing a war that's being waged by evil people that are using government to use policies to convince people to follow those policies and willfully violate the constitution and willfully, and for people to willfully go along with that violation of the constitution as the other agencies of threat build up a big clamoring about what's going on and people then submit to them willfully because of fear. The military has been neutered because its command for the large part is, is a mess. SOCOM was put into the, into the line of authority of its own branch in government, which I think probably had some way to try to counterbalance some of the insanity that was going on with the main body branches like Army, Marines, Navy, and Air Force. But in the end of the day, if I was President Trump, 
and I knew Eric Prince, and I knew Eric Prince is a patriot, and I knew Eric Prince would probably love to see the CIA broken up to a thousand pieces and cast to the wind. And Eric Prince's sister happened to be put in charge of education. This is the one I don't have any, any proof on. I just have a gut feeling I'm right. How would you fund an operation like this? Well, there's a trillion dollars of money that was used to rebuild our military under President Trump that no one can really figure out where it all went. And there's this crazy thing called Space Force that Constellus just happens to have the same logo of, that no one talks about Space Force. Because Space Force apparently isn't, doesn't exist according to the Biden administration. It's not been mentioned one time in this entire three years. And yet we know they're there. And I'd also look, if I was digging here, and I will continue to dig on this as I'm digging, I would, I'm looking at what did Nancy do in the Department of Education? Because that's one of the largest budgets in the entire U.S. government. And I don't think it'd be that hard to peel off some money through to the Department of Education to spin it off into some sort of program that would help fund some of the things that President Trump would need through a private military group. So a lot of this is non-provable tonight, and I understand that. And I don't typically do shows like this. But I think it's very important to start paying a lot of attention to these three contractors, Defion Internacional, Constellus Group, and the Wagner Group, because they are all in play right now. The question we need to figure out and people need to pay attention to is who's funding them, who's controlling them, and what's their mission and objective. Anytime the media doesn't talk about anything, when they had such an absolute vengeance, like a rabid dog vengeance for Eric Prince, he hasn't been mentioned, seen, or talked about in the media. No one has mentioned a word about Defion Internacional, and yet, they're out of Lima, and we've got fighting-age males coming north. Why hasn't that ever been looked at, mentioned, or questioned? And then we know that Wagner Group is in play, and yet they openly say they are not being funded by Wagner Group or by Russia, which may be true. But one thing I can tell you is these forces are very effective. They have full capability to run sustained operations on the ground. Their soldiers are highly adaptable and very well trained. And they are not restricted by the politics that binds and enslaves the militaries. This is all, in, in kind of wrapping this up, this is all a dimension of fifth-generation warfare. Because the one thing about fifth-generation warfare and why this model that I've presented here works extremely well is that in fifth-generation warfare, you're not fighting uniformed troops. They, it's man against man. You can't see the uniform designation anymore. You have a public-private space that's now waging war against the people, and encounter people are waging the war back. Information is your lead, trying to influence people and direct them as you can through their influence of their brain and mind, all their thinking. That's a critical part of this. Deception, the use of cyber, the use of of any sort of influence program, 
And the kinetic war part of that war typically stays in the, in the areas of stealth or unseen. But there's always a point that things begin to break out. Now, a couple final little caveats for you to consider. We, I think we can all remember the, the war that was waged in Portland under President Trump with Antifa trying to burn down the federal building, having burning parties almost every night. And you will remember that President Trump sent reinforcements in under DHS, Department of Homeland Security, to defend the federal building. What you may not know is those were not DHS employees. They were Blackwater operatives that went in there. And they were wearing Blackwater patches along with Blackwater or Constellus. I can't remember which one. Anyway, it was a Blackwater. that They were private contractors through Eric Prince's company that were there. Or Triple Canopy. So it's probably all Constellus. The final note on this, a couple things just so you know, if you ever look at that footage, take a look at how those guys were operating. One of the things that always caught my eye that really drew my attention to it before I could confirm where they were from was the fact that those guys were literally doing an Olympic-level sprint with full kit on, chasing down Antifa. That doesn't happen with a normal government employee, just so I say. Now, the last story that also happens in Portland, and what we have to recognize is Portland was one of the was the center of the war under Trump. That was the ground war. There was a lot of other things going on, but Portland was the center of a ground war. There was a prayer warrior walking downtown Portland. And as he was walking, a skateboard dude came up and shot him executed him and not doing anything he executed him but the other guys that were in his team came up and then shot him point blank in the head after he was down the entire operation was textbook cia assassination or or even it was taught by some intelligence agency could have been cia could have been chinese intelligence somebody taught them how to do a classic in the middle of the day evening in the middle of the street box movement coordinated and to assassinate somebody and then to scatter. Their timing was within seconds because there was an observer that was in a vehicle that was apparently from Coast Guard Special Operations that sped up on the scene that had been tracking these guys, sped up on the scene to try to give aid to the prayer warrior that was dead. The window the window of operation that they had was the distance of a light, which was about 15 seconds to pull off that assassination. And it was done perfectly. They found that kid, that skateboard punk dude, whatever he was. And they got him in across the river up in Tacoma. I'm sorry, Vancouver. Now, again, these are little notations that are worth remembering because these things just don't happen. When they pulled up on him in the in the neighborhood, two guys stepped out, two different guys stepped out of sheriff vehicles. They were in sheriff's uniforms. They just happened to have arm tats going from the wrist up to their shoulder, which is not normal operating procedure for a sheriff. It is pretty normal if you're a special operations guy or were. And they caught this kid on the run, and they fired 30 rounds, roughly. 
Now, I don't know how much you've done in shooting, but I can tell you when you have a human being on the run giving you various profiles as they're trying to run out of the way across between cars, and all rounds land center of mass and not one round goes astray into the neighborhood, I'm going to tell you that police officers don't shoot that way. But special operations guys, a handful of them in the world, do. So who was in those uniforms? And who was pretending to be a sheriff to eliminate a problem that had killed an innocent American? We are at a state of war. I've said this many times. I can't put all the pieces together, but I do want to raise your optics to make you realize that we are literally at a state of war. This war has gone more visibly hot now that we have trains flipping magically, plants burning down. But we are in a state of war. We are active in the participation of two parts of that war that are critical, the awakening of the American public and the preparation to get ourselves resilient so we can adapt to whatever changes happen as this system comes pulling, gets pulled apart. But there's been a side of this war that continues to be there. It's persistent. The last part of this, just the other night, last night or the night before, I think it was last night, North Hollywood had a 26-hour blackout. The 26-hour blackout, helicopters and People in military-type uniforms, apparently, arrived at certain scenes in the area. And something was things were removed. We don't know what. And aircraft were flown up to Iceland. I'm sorry, Greenland. Greenland. A C-117 left LAX and went, flew directly to Greenland. And all I can, I just started laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Huh. President Trump sent out that tweet, that meme when he was still in office of talking about buying Greenland and putting a Trump Tower in Greenland. Interesting. The pieces are all there if we put the puzzle together. There's a lot of imagination that goes with this. And I'm not trying to unlock the whole thing. Because at the end of the day, the primary focus that each one of us has is the information war and the awakening and preparing ourselves for flexibility and adaptability in a highly dynamic battle space. But understanding that there's a lot more going on here, that when we look at our government, we're not looking well enough at our private industry, and we're not looking well enough at these private militaries that are out here and moving. They're here. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's all good or all bad, but I will tell you this. I would not, I would say that there's a lot of very, very good people in the ranks of Constellus that are American veterans that are working there that have a lot more latitude potentially to do things than perhaps the military does. And it can't be just coincidence that these links with President Trump and other things have happened at a critical moment in our history. And when you start to look at like Defion International and its links to NATO, you have to wonder, because I haven't found the money link yet, but you have to wonder, was George Soros and his Nazi counterparts funding Defion International to send fighting-age males up to the U.S. soil? I don't think it's out of reach. And if I was going to fight that war, knowing that an administration was handcuffing everybody up here, preventing the military from doing its job, it would sure seem interesting. Sure seems interesting to me that no one's talking about Constellus 
and I know that what they what's in their ranks, and they might be the only ones that have the capacity to neutralize that threat if it was to spread and metastasize across the country. Things to think about. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time we come together. We just tonight we're just going to have a very broad and and large prayer for our nation. A prayer for us to be able to awaken as a country, to humble ourselves fully before him. And just humble ourselves before you. We're we're in a time right now, Father. We just need a, a true repentance of the heart of this nation. And we have to be prepared for many, many things to happen suddenly and dynamically in this time. Everything is on the table. So we pray for the strength of the heart of people, not to freak out, keep their eyes on you, walk solidly in that rock of faith. And be prepared to stay close to you as things unravel, not to follow dates, not to be expecting of something or another, be distracted, but instead to walk purely in your heart in this moment in time and flow like water. And we find that resolve. May you give us that strength. May you give us that insight and clarity and wisdom. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's interesting as well that so much emphasis was placed on the oath through the Q Forum. There's a lot of people out here that are good people. And we're hitting a tipping point in this nation one way or the other because people are getting fed up. There's a lot to consider going forward. The biggest thing and biggest advice I give to everybody is this. These are battles way beyond our echelon of control or our authorities. Most of what is presented here tonight is just to open your eyes to the broader perspective of what may be going on. But it's important nonetheless to be aware. Our role, if I was a special operator working with a group of people across America, the number one thing I would say is you have to take responsibility for your local space. There's only so much other people can do in a fight. And if they don't have the will of the people, the support of the people, and the people organized to take care of themselves, nothing works in the end of the day. You're dealing with an enemy that has deeply embedded across every domain in our nation. We know that. They are not going to go nicely. They're not going to go willingly. So keep yourself aware. Keep yourself well-trained. Keep yourself well-fit. Keep yourself well-prepped. Keep yourself in knowledge. And above all, Keep yourself deeply in prayer and faith with Father God. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen 
who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. 
We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.